At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's the big $10 sale. So mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. All hit radio. Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you live from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network. The Exxon is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern. And then the show is repeated in its entirety from 2 until 6, right here on the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free worldwide number is 1-800-610-7035. That is toll-free worldwide at 1-800-610-7035. My email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, talk xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxoneradiotv.com. Now, if you'd like to watch and listen to more of the Exxon after tonight's show, or if you'd like to listen at work, if you'd like to download programs onto your iPod, you can get us on iTunes, you can get us on Podmasters. There are over 85 uh, podcast networks that are carrying the show now. Plus, you can go to www.exxonetv.com. My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, is Dr. Jillian Holloway. She is the author of four books on dreams analysis and taught for 16 years at Merrill Hurst University near Portland, Oregon, where she teaches groundbreaking courses on dream psychology and intuition research. Dr. Holloway is a very popular radio guest and television guest. She is a veteran of more than 400 interviews, including ABC's 2020. Her work with Dreams has been featured in Self, Health Magazine, Cosmopolitan, The Washington Post, and The New York Times Health Blog. Her research into reoccurring and anxiety dreams has spanned for more than 20 years, and she has amassed a database of 30,000 dream cases. Joining me now from uh, Portland, Oregon, is Dr. Jillian Holloway. Jillian, welcome back to the X-Zone. Oh, thank you so much. It's a real pleasure, Rob. Tell me, Jillian, um, 
Are dreams getting more profound because the people that I speak to are, seem to be able to remember their dreams much more clearly these days, and they're taking on a spiritual uh, essence, so to speak. Is, is this normal? What's going on? Well, it's it certainly is something that I'm noticing as well. Uh, people are reporting more lucid dreams, mm-hmm. more awareness that they're dreaming while it's happening, and more paranormal dreams by far. People who don't even have an interest in the topic, which makes it even more striking, are contacting me because they're starting to have precognitive dreams and dreams that clearly have a telepathic component to them. Any idea why? what's going on? Well, I think that... Uh, Two things are happening. One is that people like you and your show are breaking the taboo against talking about things like this. And as you know, with the hundredth monkey phenomenon, Mm -hmm. when enough people start talking about something, it it allows the rest of the species, so to speak, to have an experience that they didn't know was available. So that's one thing. The other is that um, I do think there may be something going on in terms of an evolution in our consciousness that we are just becoming more intuitive and psychic Mm -hmm. in general. People are reporting deja vu experiences and all sorts of things where they know something is about to happen or they sense the death or transition of a a loved one uh, without any regular information available to them. So there's just something going on where we're all waking up, so to speak. You know, it seems that uh, as these reports of the more lucid dreams and the more spiritual dreams have been coming across our desk here at the Exxon, we're also getting more and more reports from listeners around the world uh, saying that it seems that the very day, the amount of hours in a day seems to be speeding up, like 24 hours actually only seems like 15, 16 hours. And I was wondering, Jillian, if there's a connection between the time-space continuum and dreams. Well, I do think that that time is becoming more plastic. Mm-hmm. And, of course, people have theorized for, for some years now that time is not linear as we have been thinking of it all this time. But I'm hearing from people that sometimes time seems to slow down and sometimes it seems to speed up, um, irrespective of the way we measure really? it. So I don't know exactly what's going on, but it may be that that the constructs that held our illusion of time in place are starting to break down as we're going through this evolution in consciousness. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. When we come back, let's talk about dreams. Dr. Jillian Holloway is my special guest. Her website, www.lifetrex.com, L-I-F-E-T-R-E-K-S.com. And the good doctor and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break. As we continue live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't go away. The We're Going Family Style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. 
It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Hey now, hey now. Hilary Duff, What Dreams Were Made Of. Well, that's an appropriate song to come back with from this commercial break. My special guest this hour is Dr. Jillian Holloway, and she's the author of four books on dream analysis. And uh, Jillian, are certain people more prone to psychic dreams than others? And if so, why? Well, we all dream, as you know, Mm -hmm. but about 40% of the population doesn't remember their dreams on a regular basis. And it has to do with lifestyle and sleep deprivation and also personality traits. The best thing that people can do if they want to start remembering their dreams more is to immerse themselves in conversation and information, such as your radio show and the information that you give out, to get themselves thinking about dreams and talking about them. That seems to trigger recall faster than any fancy technique, really. Now, Jillian, what types of paranormal dreams are most commonly reported to you? Now, you've got over 30,000 dreams in your database. Uh, When it comes to the percentage as to the different aspects of the paranormal, what would you give the breakdown as? I would say that precognitive dreams are probably 80% of the paranormal dreams that are reported to people like me. Um, Second would be the telepathic dreams, where you sense that something is going on at the time that it is going on, such as a mother dreaming that something is happening with a child overseas, and then the next day she gets the phone call corroborating that they were in an accident. Those types of experiences are the second most common. But another really common type of uh, paranormal dream is the visitation or the after-death communication. As we talked about a few months ago, I'm doing really in-depth research into that area Mm -hmm. and learning a great deal about the characteristics of those dream experiences and the way people are recognizing them. Most people have very little difficulty recognizing that this was not a dream, that the quality of it is entirely different. So I'm very excited about that area of research as well. Why did you get started in the the analysis of dreams, and, and, and where did your interest in the paranormal come from, Jillian? 
Well, when I was about five or six, I uh, had a dream that my grandmother died of a heart attack, and I was actually awakened from that dream by my grandmother, with whom I shared a bedroom in the house, and she was asking me to get up and dial the phone and call my parents because she was in pain. So she was, in fact, having her initial heart attack at the time I was having that dream. And even though I was a little child and didn't tell anybody about that for years because I had, I didn't know what had happened, and she did die of that heart attack in, mm-hmm. in a few days, I thought maybe I had caused it somehow. Oh, heavens. So in my, well, you know, in the, in the mind of a child, I just uh, kept it secret because I didn't know. And later, of course, as I learned more about the mind and about dreams, I understood that I had sensed something in that dream. And when I was a psychology student working to learn how to do different kinds of therapy, we tried every different kind of therapy in school. It was wonderful. But I saw that when people got advice about what they should do, it wasn't entirely helpful all the time. Um, But when um, there was one particular man who wanted to quit smoking, but Mm -hmm. he couldn't, but he had a dream that his lungs were charred and black, and he saw his lungs. And from that dream, he was able to quit smoking. So I thought, okay, when something comes from inside of you, from your very gut, from your intuition, from your own mind, the advice is tailor-made for you to be able to receive it and act on it. It comes seeded with motivation and is entirely different from the well-intentioned advice that we get from information. So that really turned me on to the power of dreams. Is it possible that when your grandmother was having her heart attack that she can't, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to understand how this might work. Is it because when we're, when we're asleep, we are still part of a dimensional rift that we can actually communicate with each other and your grandmother, knowing that you were asleep, went into your dream state through one mannerism or another to let you know that she needed you, you woke up and bang, there she was requiring your assistance. It's entirely possible that it happened that way, Rob. I have heard from people in these after-death visitation Mm -hmm. dreams say that their deceased loved one, who they were dreaming about, they said, you know, Aunt Mary, aren't you dead? And the answer is, yes, I'm dead, and yes, you're dreaming, and yes, this is really happening. And also what they're told is when our loved ones are dreaming, we can see it. Um, the people on the other side can see our consciousness the way you and I can see furniture in a room. And so they can see when we're dreaming and they know they have a window there. So apparently there is something about the dream state that we are plugged into the broadband, so to speak, at that time. And that's one reason why so many of these paranormal experiences happen while we're dreaming. Is there a crossover point between a normal paranormal dream and someone having an out-of-body experience or astral projection? Um, Well, yes, I do think there is a difference. Um, But, of course, astral projection is, in a sense, paranormal. Mm -hmm. I do think that that, um, when people feel they have an out-of-body experience, they actually are having an out-of-body experience. I think that's quite real, and it's been talked about for centuries. Um, and I also believe that for many of us, leaving our body, the, the consciousness leaving our body, we need to do it every night. 
And that's one reason when you're in a uh, situation where you don't sleep, you sleep, but you don't sleep as you would at home. Yes. You are so devastated afterwards. Even though you slept for eight hours, I think it's because your consciousness didn't get to leave the burden of your physical form and return to wherever we go to to get restored. So when you're having a dream and and you're out there and you're you're having a lucid dream is that an out of body experience or is that considered a dream are you talking about flying dreams i'm sorry yes. the phone broke up yes flying one. dreams yes yes i think some flying dreams are dreams and some flying dreams are out of body experiences and it kind of depends on the quality of the dream experience what happens to you mm-hmm. um i encourage people to look at those experiences whether they're whether they're dreaming and they're lying in bed or they're uh, aware of their consciousness flying around, I think the important part is not to go, oh my gosh, what was that? But to go, well, what did I learn from that? What was meaningful? Did it bring me some kind of insight? So I encourage people in that sense to kind of look at, did you encounter something negative? Did you learn something about yourself? For example, a lot of people have flying dreams that are wonderful, and then they run into a building, or they get tangled up in the phone lines, or um, they have someone nearby them telling them not to fly too high. Mm -hmm. Those are all bits of information about what's going on in their life and how they need to maybe empower themselves in a different way and not let their somebody clip their wings, so to speak. Gotcha. So what new discoveries have the people like yourself made when it comes to dream analysis? Well, in my book, The Complete Dream Book, that's the one I recommend to people if they want to be able to look up some information about what people are dreaming about around the world and the situations that give rise to those dreams. What I'm interested in currently researching is Paranormal dreams, pre, uh, precognitive dreams that give us a warning or that tell us, hey, something's up and you, you can be expecting this unusual thing in your life. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to tell if you're having a precognitive dream at the time it happens. Most of us believe that you don't really know until down the road the events come true. But I'm working on a model whereby people can recognize a type of precognitive dream when it happens or at least when you wake up from it. And so I'm looking at the qualities and characteristics that those types of dreams have. Often the color of the dream is different. Often it's more vivid. Often there's an unusual feeling, a gut feeling, that takes place in the dream. There's often a voice that narrates those dreams or the presence of a guide or an angel. Sometimes people are shown a scene from their future, and there is a third person there who is showing them what might happen. Those characteristics are fascinating to me because I think ultimately we are going to be able to wake up from a dream like that and know exactly it's going to have a stamp on it that tells us this is a warning dream or this is a precognitive dream. So I'm very excited about that, and I'd love to hear from any listeners who want to write to me If they've had a precognitive dream, I'd love to hear about that, because the more I hear, the more I'm able to isolate those characteristics. Why do we dream? I believe that dream 
dreams are primarily designed as an evolutionary process. They help us move forward into the next phase of our life. Throughout the lifespan, we have dreams about things that we are about to do. Children dream about roller skating. Teenagers dream about their first kiss. Um, the elderly and the uh, dying dream about their transition. Whatever is coming next, we rehearse it in our dreams. So I think primarily dreams are uh, implanted in, in the brain, so to speak, the capacity for dreams. And even every warm-blooded mammal has some kind of dreaming process. There's some evidence to suggest that they are dreaming about reproduction, nesting, and finding food, which would be the things that they need to do to, to survive. So I think there is a biological component, but there's also a component of our consciousness. I think dreams are helping us, trying to help us be better people and to mm -hmm. be more conscious and fully awake. Jillian, please stand by. You and I have to take a commercial great uh, break. It's always great having you here with us in the X-Zone. I find the work that you do s totally fascinating and it is such an area that there's so little known about, and I really believe that a lot of the answers to this world that we're in, at least in the physical plane, will be found in the dream state, as well as new and exciting ways to communicate. Dr. Jillian Holloway is my special guest, Exonation, Nation, www.lifetrex.com. That's www.lifetrex.com. And the good doctor and I will return on the other side of this news break. As the Exxon continues right here, live and around the world, from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't go away. We'll be back right after the news. The We're Going Family Style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Splenza, and you're listening to my dad, Rob McConnell, on the Exxon. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. <laughs>
Welcome back, everyone. Dr. Jillian Holloway is our special guest, www.lifetracks.com. Jillian is the author of four books on dream analysis and uh, taught for 16 years at Merrill Hurst University in Portland, Oregon, where the uh, teacher, where she teaches groundbreaking courses on dream psychology and intuition research. Once again, her website is www.lifetrex.com. During the commercial break, you and I were talking about uh, some of the, uh, I asked you if people can communicate to each other in their dreams. For example, if uh, someone is in Los Angeles, can they communicate with someone in in Russia? And and I was very interested to find out that there's actually research being done on this right now. Yes, this is called shared dreaming or mutual dreaming. And there's a woman uh, who has been re- researching this and kind of leading the charge on this for years. Um, I can't recall her exact name, but her website is flybynight.com. And they've been very seriously trying to work uh, with Russia and with different countries around the globe to have meetings particularly to try and discuss peace and what can be done in alternate dimensions to try and influence peace and harmony on the planet. So they are doing meetups uh, in their dreams with, you know, some success. Mm -hmm. So if anyone's interested in taking a look at their research and looking at the criteria for joining those groups, I'd really recommend it. She has a wonderful reputation. And that's at uh, flybynight.com. Yes. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Now, do certain activities, interests, or careers increase the likelihood of paranormal dreams, uh, Jillian? Certain activities in uh, careers influence our dreams? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, absolutely. What, what I've noticed over the years is that every career path has a certain anxiety dream and a certain peak stress dream. It's perfectly normal if you get a new job, and a lot of people are changing jobs right now, to have anxiety dreams during the first year of that job. So I don't want people to think because you start having uh, unpleasant dreams, you've made a mistake. It just means you're settling into the new situation. Also, there are peak stress dreams in every occupation. Doctors dream that they slice an artery and the patient bleeds out on the operating table. Nurses dream that the doctor gives them a, an incorrect order and they accidentally harm a patient. You know, I can attest to that one because Laura's a nurse and she has told really? me about that dream. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yes. Uh, what would a fireman or a policeman dream about? Well, policemen often dream, especially when they first start on the job, that they have to face a, a bad guy and they need to draw their gun and their gun malfunctions or it, it won't fire or the bullets, they have to sh- shoot at the person and the bullets come out in slow motion. So there's this frustration and anxiety and fear of what if something goes wrong that's beyond my control particularly in those jobs where life and death is a factor, and that's actually part of your job description. Tell me, is, is there a certain way or, or a, um, uh, a suggestive point that someone can use if they want to stop having uh, psychic dreams, if they just want to have a good night's rest and they, they just seem, can't seem to make it through the dream state? If they want to have less... Uh, Less difficult dreams, you mean? Less yeah. nightmarish dreams? Yes. Okay. Yes. In fact, um, I call it dream programming. And as you drift off to sleep, what you need to do is just talk to your subconscious mind as though you were doing an affirmation or a prayer or talking to yourself. 
and just say, look, I appreciate the information and I'm listening to my dreams, but stop scaring me. You're basically just torturing me at night. Give me the information in a way I can understand, but in a less alarming fashion, and I promise I'll pay attention. I've had great luck with students doing that. They'll have dreams on the same subject matter, but instead of getting their legs cut off, they'll be wearing shoes that are too tight in the dream. So the dreaming mind is clearly saying something in a similar symbolism, but in a much less horrific way. How long do dreams last? Uh, Do they last in the real time uh, period that we have them with, or is time totally altered in a dream? Time is totally altered in a dream. And so that makes it very difficult to measure. Even if they keep waking someone up in the sleep laboratory, it's very difficult to see how long a dream lasts. Uh, We do know that the rapid eye movement cycle can last from 5 to 20 minutes, and it seems to get longer throughout the night. Now, during that REM cycle, that's where you'll have the more graphic dreams, the more active ones that are more like a movie. Those tend to be the dreams that we remember During non-REM sleep, we have more mundane dreams where you're just doing work at the office and it seems like it's part of your regular work day. That tends to be the subject matter there. What happens if we don't dream? Well, most people, unless there is some kind of organic brain damage, are dreaming, but it's difficult for them to remember. If you uh, are overworked or you're not getting enough sleep, Um, Or if you have a job that really emphasizes logic and pragmatism and does not allow you any movement into your imagination, it becomes a lot harder to remember what is an imaginary story. Your mind just doesn't grasp that kind of information and retrieve it as well. If people want to start remembering their dreams, they need to um, ask that they'll be able to remember them when they go to sleep at night and really make a plan to try and remember it when you have a day off. You can awaken more slowly, or if you ever have the luxury of taking a nap, be prepared to remember and record a dream then, because if you're sleep-deprived and you need a nap, you'll likely go right into the REM cycle when you do fall asleep, and then you'll be dreaming. So by asking ourselves for permission to remember the dream, what we're actually doing is affirming and making a little mental note that the next time we have a dream to remember it. That's very well said. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. And I've had amazing, although it can be difficult at first, you may Mm -hmm. not get a response right away, I've had amazing feedback from people that as soon as they start giving themselves permission and encouragement to remember their dreams, it does happen for them. One man hadn't remembered a dream for 40 years. Wow. And after he got into a class, he started... Um, He was a religious man, and he started praying to remember his dreams, and he immediately had all of his dream recall come back. Where does deja vu fit into the big picture of dreams? Is that a dream recall, or is that an actual conscious dream that we're having of a precognitive manner? Um, Can you repeat the beginning of that question? I'm sorry. Yeah, deja vu. People talk about deja vu all the time. Yes. I do believe that deja vu is very frequently caused by having had a dream in the past, sometimes many years in the past, Mm -hmm. so that you don't have vivid recall of that dream, but the moment you walk into that scene, you have almost that friction feeling in the air. There's a little crackle, Mm -hmm. and um, 
a little sense of unreality or dizziness for a second because you are about to experience what you have already experienced in a dream. I've had that happen personally a number of times. And in my dream journals, I've been able to look up and thought, well, who was this person that I was in love with in this dream? He doesn't exist in real life. Fifteen years later, I look over my shoulder and there he is. So um, it does happen like that, and I think very frequently. When we, uh, when we, when we dream, I, I dream in color, and in fact, as soon as a few seconds into the dream, I realize that I'm having a dream, and that's when I start having fun because I figure, okay, there's nothing I can't do in a dream. But I've also had dreams within a dream within a dream within a dream, and uh-huh. and and I get a kick out of it. You know, I, I look forward to going to sleep and having dreams. Um, is this normal, or am I a little weird, like my wife says I am? You're a little weird. Thanks, friend. <laughs> Well, it was nice talking to you, Jillian. We're going to cut this interview short. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. No, um, that is a little unusual, but actually that's what we would call a shamanic dream. So um, what it suggests, and I'm not trying to butter you up, is just a really high level of consciousness on your part. This is something that, that the medicine men and the uh, aboriginal uh, tribes in Australia talk about. And so this really? is something that you probably have... You are so immersed in consciousness uh, and the study of consciousness that it's no wonder that yours is kind of leaping ahead. Doing this show now for 19 years, speaking to great people like yourself, four hours a night, you know, five days a week, certainly. Wow. Uh, certainly I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of people. And, and you know, it's this world of ours. I, I, I would really wish that that the listeners would have the experiences that I've had over the years talking to people like yourself and learning. It's, it's a wonderful world out there. And ExoNation, the greatest tool that we have right now is the Internet because you can research, you can read, you can communicate, you can share ideas. And uh, now we're going to be able to share all this information in dream state. Now, when, I expect so, yeah. Mm-hmm. When people say, I'm going to go to sleep and... Uh, think about it or I'm going to uh, sleep on it. What happens at night when you go to bed with a problem and by the time you wake up in the morning, it's all so clear and you've got this solution right on top of your mind. How does that work? Is that part of the dream uh, process as well, where we actually work the problem out in our dreams? Yes, absolutely. There is great evidence. In fact, they've done a lot of research on the problem-solving capacities of dreams. And it seems that we dream, uh, even though you may have several different dreams in a night and they appear completely different from one another, you're actually tackling the same problem or the same question or situation over and over from different perspectives. You may dream of your early childhood. You may dream of a relationship that you had. You may dream of an elderly relative who always gave you good advice. And by the last dream in the morning, you'll have a long, distilled dream that synthesizes the information and the the revelations of the prior dreams, and that's usually the dream that people remember is that last one in the morning. So there again is implied evidence that nature plugged this into us, that this is part of our hard wiring, precisely so that we can solve our problems. Tell me, I've got an email here from my producer on the other side of glass, and, and he would like to know why it is at night that sometimes he can be laying still and he gets a sudden jerk, just as he's going into what he calls uh, la-la land. Is this part, 
Is is this part of the uh, the dream process? Well, not not as much. No, that is a myoclonic muscle jerk, and that is part of um, the relaxation process. There's just different um, levels of neural activity as we drift off to sleep and as sleep takes over. So that is a perfectly normal situation. It's, it can happen if people are kind of avid but intermittent mm-hmm. exercisers, like the people that ski like crazy on the weekend but have to sit all week long. That sets you up perfectly for that type of situation when you go to sleep. So it's pretty normal. And, in fact, the dreaming mind may start, especially if he's sleep-deprived, he may start dreaming and dream that he steps off the curb or that a little chihuahua comes up and nips his ankle and he has to shake it off. That's very normal to have a dream that kind of coincides with what you're experiencing, but the dream didn't cause the experience. What about something called the old hag syndrome or sleep paralysis? Well, the old hag syndrome is fascinating, and it's been around in almost every country and throughout time. It's been described so often. And the debate now is that because so many people who've had this experience are able to resolve it if they stop sleeping on their back, and so many people who have this experience also have sleep apnea, the debate now is, okay, where do we say this is a paranormal haunting of a demon hag, and where do we say, hey, let's just sleep on our sides from now on, and it'll resolve the situation of suffocating. And then the dreaming mind tries to explain the suffocation by uh, someone sitting on your chest. My argument is that not everyone's going to explain the physical sensation with the same symbol of an old hag around the world century after century. So I think both things are happening. There is a physiological component, and there may be some kind of paranormal component as well. But it does seem resolvable, both by taking pragmatic measures and also by spiritual measures, whatever uh, the belief system of the individual could be. We've got about a minute uh, left in this segment, uh, Jillian. Well, how, how, how important or what part does a person's uh, religious philosophies play in their dreams? I think it plays an enormous part, not uh, saying that we all have to be religious or that we all have to have the same religion, Mm -hmm. but I hear from people all the time that when they are having some kind of thing, some kind of problem that goes beyond the pale, where they're having dreams that they're being uh, attacked or there's some kind of paranormal haunting situation and there's just something inexplicable that couldn't possibly happen, but of course it is happening to them that the resolution they find comes from uh, prayer, comes from uh, declaring their own spiritual authority in the dream state and sort of banishing whatever it is that's bothering them. Uh, I hear that so many times, and people who are not of a, of a traditional religious faith just making an affirmation and, and banishing what's going on. So I do think that we have tremendous power psychologically and spiritually. Jillian, we've got to take our final break. Please stand by. Dr. Jillian Holloway is my special guest. www.lifetracks.com. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors, about bundling your home and auto. 
In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. She looks in the mirror and stares at the wrinkles that weren't there yesterday. Thinks of the young man that she almost married. What would he think if he saw her this way? She picks up her apron in little girl fashion as something comes into her mind. Slowly starts dancing, remembering her girlhood and all of the boys she had waiting in line. Such are the dreams of the everyday housewife You see everywhere any time of the day Dr. Jillian Holloway is our special guest, www.lifetracks.com. Is there a genetic or hereditary factor involved in paranormal dreaming or someone who has more vivid dreams than anyone else? I believe that there is, yes. I hear that from people a lot. And in fact, on my website, when I ask people about their dreams, part of my research form is, have other people in your family had paranormal experiences? Because uh, those people who report them themselves almost invariably say yes. Um, someone in their family is psychic or someone has been having paranormal experiences for years. Now, scientists would argue that having a family member talk about it gives you permission to think it might be real. So it's impossible to discern whether it's hereditary or whether there's a socialization process. Probably both are at work. But I also find that people of a particular heritage seem to be really more easily in touch with their dreams. Um, and so it's predictable to me when I know if someone knows their heritage and they, they can share it with me, I can kind of predict whether they have had paranormal dreams that they remember or not. Wow. It does seem that it runs in, in genealogical lines. That's my working hypothesis anyway. What are the most common ways uh, that people experience visitations from the dead in their dreams, Jillian? Like you and I talked about this very briefly at the beginning of the hour. But when it comes to the, the, the people, you know, who have these hardcore, these hardcore dreams that are so realistic, could this not be their own wanton desire to have the departed visit them and it's no more than a, if you'll excuse the expression, a figment of their imagination? Well, that is very logical, and of course that's how some of my colleagues try to explain these experiences away. But I don't believe that for a minute. What typically happens, we have had 
studies on grief dreams from the moment someone has lost a loved one for the next 10 years and been able to track their grieving dreams about the deceased person. Every time you have a dream about someone who is on the other side, that doesn't mean that you're being visited by them. But those grief dreams are entirely different. They usually have, during the first year, they're very unpleasant for the most part because the dreams are processing the unpleasant emotions and the feeling and the devastation. When we have a dream to make us feel better, what's called a compensatory dream, there's usually a plot and a story involved, and it goes like this. I had a guy tell me, as a child, he lost his father, and for years he dreamt that his father came back and said, hey, I'm not really dead. I was in the witness protection program, and they, I just had to fake my own death, but I'll come back and visit you every now and then, and everything's fine. I'm not really dead. And it made him feel better. But when he woke up, he would be sobbing and crying because it was such a disappointment. His dad really was dead. So compensatory dreams make you feel better in the dream state, but they're not realistic and they don't make you feel better when you wake up. They make you feel worse. The visitation dreams have a completely different quality. There's usually no plot. There's just a conversation. There is a sense that you're dreaming and Jillian, I hate to do this, but you up. and I have just run out of time. We'll have to have you back in the next couple of weeks to finish this fascinating topic called dreams. Dr. Gillian Holloway has been our special guest, www.lifetracks.com. I'll be back with Richard P. Jackson on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past, right here in the X-Zone. I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.